Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jeff Floyd. Guys, obviously, we do the post-game show. We always have Pete Smith to join us, uh, Pete from NFL Spin Zone. And for the second time out of the last three shows, we're going to cover a win, Pete. Um, it was not pretty, just like the field goal at the end that uh, closed this puppy out. It was ugly. It was wobbler. The game probably fitting, uh, kind of fit uh, the way... Uh, the win and just this entire game went just totally nuts. Uh, but look, two, two and one through five with a bunch of young kids who today may Baltimore may have just not found a way to win it, and these kids kind of lucked into it. But again, five weeks in, Pete, we keep talking about it with these guys. Play till the final whistle, and they have done that week in, week out. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, this is one of those where you give all the credit to the players uh they beat the ravens the officials and their own coaching staff um you know th- this a lot of this just seems to come down to to sheer will by a bunch of young kids that have been sort of brought together and you're sort of i guess you, you, you if you want to call it the, their football character um they have shown that they if nothing else are going to leave it all out there uh which is a huge positive and something you can really build on. Uh, but again, you're, you're now you're, you, you honestly, I come out of that game with more questions than answers. If, if I'm honest, I mean, I, like I'm, I'm super happy for uh, a lot of the players involved, like Baker Mayfield, obviously made some terrific plays and Denzel Ward was great. And defensively, there's so much to be excited about, but I mean, honestly, I, I don't, if you're asking me, where does this team go from here? I, I don't know the answer. No, I agree with you there. Um, Look, offensive line play, which had been a key. And look, guys, you know I talked about this game all week long, and I had my doubts. I had severe doubts about this game. You know, summer, what we saw, you know, offensive line, the Ravens were extremely established defense. You know, a lot of veteran presence mixed in with some young guys who were going to be stars one day. So uh, the tackle play was definitely an issue today. Um, and now you saw Baker is, you know, a little bit kind of getting him to him. Uh, he's, he's not as comfortable as he's like to be, but still out there. You know, true gamer making the plays. Uh, also with the offensive line, Pete, as we were just saying here before we hit the record button, the receiving core. Look, there's, it's got to get better, and we can't keep making excuses. They're not used to Baker because now, I mean, it's been it's been almost, I, I guess, three weeks of Baker Mayfield, you know, getting all the first team reps. These guys should be familiar, but it, it's an issue when we're getting this many drop passes because uh, God knows they can never ever start a drive with decent field position. Right, that that was my feeling throughout most of the second half. Is is it, I, I was worried the Browns would run into this, and I, I you know it's it's not good the way it's happened. But the Browns' offense isn't good enough for Baker Mayfield at this point, and it's not just the receivers. Uh, the fact that Rashard Higgins goes out with whatever knee injury he has. The Browns' offense like couldn't function. It was unbelievable. And then on top of that, you have two offensive tackles who can't play. They just can't do it. They got absolutely ragdolled all game. And if not for Mayfield in a lot of those situations, a lesser quarterback, a less mobile, a less aware quarterback probably gets sacked about eight times in that game. It was just absolutely brutal. Um, and then the other part of that is obviously uh, you, you, we, we keep coming back to this, but the coaching staff doesn't know how to utilize, utilize the talent they have. <clears throat> Carlos Hyde, 3.7 yards per carry again today. Yeah, you you could set your watch to that. I mean, And that was with a couple of big runs, which I thought would at least offset it for him today. 
Right, right. He had he had some he had some outstanding runs, and and that's where he can be a good player. Is he can be a little you know you mix him in a little bit, and hopefully he run, runs off a couple of those where he breaks a bunch of tackles and just physically wills his way down the field. But here we are again. Nick Chubb three carries. Duke Johnson got uh, let's see five carries. He got one catch, one target, and. Two or three of those carries were at the last drive of the game in overtime. Where those they figured are guys maybe he was the open. freshest guy on the field, and maybe they could take advantage of the fact that it was closing in on the 59th minute. I'm sorry, on the 69th minute of the game. Right, and you give Derek Willies a ton of credit for the play he made, but you shouldn't be in a position where Derek Willies is the guy who needs to save you. Like that's that's bad. Set the valve, one catch, one target. That was it. Disappeared forever. High chunk uh, play too, as well. Yeah, he had 20-something yards. I mean, even Darren Fells, another one one catch, and not that he's a, a featured guy. But you just sort of look at it and you go, what happens to this team? Like, Rashard Higgins seems is right now the most consistent receiver on this team, and now he's out, uh, and you don't know what the deal is. But, you know, Jarvis Landry wasn't good. His yardage sort of make, ends up being okay. But he makes an incredibly boneheaded play at the end of regulation. That put ten more minutes onto this game. That yeah, added more ten more minutes, and they didn't. He didn't get out of bounds even with a great block from Duke Johnson. They didn't call timeout. Um, you're just sort of sitting here, and it just feels like Baker Mayfield is dragging you as far as you're going to go. And again, some of that is talent, and some of that is coaching. Where you know we're going to go through the rest of the season, and you know the the next the next game they play, the Chargers might have Joey Bosa back. They'll at least have Melvin Ingram. They're gonna have to play the the Chiefs with Justin Houston and Chris Jones. They're gonna have to play the Steelers again, who teed off you know on them already. You're gonna have to play the Falcons, who have a bunch of little fast guys that can get around. The, like a lot of what and, and Desmond Harrison, it, it, you know, he plays valiantly for the situation he was put in, being an undrafted rookie sort of being thrown in there, but a lot of his sort of quote-unquote improvement was the fact he wasn't playing anybody. They they played garbage pass rushing teams that didn't have featured guy, and 53-year-old Ter- Terrell Suggs looked like he was in his prime today, and it's only going to get harder from here. And and that's the thing is, is I think Chris Hubbard has been a disaster, and that's sort of where we are. And, and certainly with Baker Mayfield, the interior is the most important part of the line given his height. And you want to keep guys off his off his feet and out of his face, and they're getting good enough play from there. But even then, some of those are having lapses purely because the tackles are so bad that they can sort of do things to create issues. But we're now sitting here with a quarterback who's clearly very, very talented. Has the the sky seems to be the the limit for for where he can go. And now we're sitting here going at least two, maybe three offensive linemen are giant question marks. They have. Nothing but question marks in terms of receivers, and teams are just going to sort of sit on the running game and make them throw. And and Mayfield, to his credit, has made some incredible plays, uh, pulling things out of, you know, may need to stand up for some of these. But he's just playing phenomenal football for for a rookie. At some point, and and I think the Oakland game may have been a hint at this, at some point you're going to run into a situation where you can't make the play and you're going to lose because of it. And that's really hard to put on the shoulders of a 23-year-old rookie. Yeah, and now this is the thing. I mean, he's anointed. It's his team. It's his show. 
but there's nothing you can do about it now. I mean, you're not bringing any any in any fixers to this situation now. You know, Desmond Harrison, and this is what you know. We, we tried to tell you guys all the time, week in, week out, when everybody would say the nine and seven or the eight and eight is you're playing the NFC South. You were playing the AFC West. These were good, solid football teams, good, solid divisions, and the reason they are is because they really don't have holes. So you're going to see these pass rushers week in, week out. Still got Cincinnati twice, and they bring a lot, a lot of noise in the pass rush. So the thing is, is these guys either got to get better, but there's nothing you can do about it now, but they got to get better, or maybe Daniel Fells has got to start helping out more because you can't get six hurt now because you finally found the freaking solution, so you can't have the solution go down the drain with you know six getting hurt. I mean, I know it sounds like a little negative, uh, but go ahead, Pete. Well, you know, we can talk about how bad the offense was. And so, and the other part of this is is the coaching staff in terms of play calling. How many times today were you sitting there go, what the hell was that? Whether it was that reverse at the end of the, you know, in overtime that they had to get out of. To Rod some, Streeter. Rod to, yeah, Streeter. Rod. I don't know. I, my guess is he was going to have to throw that. That is my guess is, is when, they, when they get the all 22. Somebody was streaking down the field and, and they, they were going to ha- ask him to throw that. As Baker Mayfield was tasked with blocking Matt Judon, good good call. But for all those issues, <laughs> and there were a ton pounds. of them, you can turn now to the other side of the ball and go, "This was the most team-efforted, great defensive game you've seen from the Browns in at least three years." And and honestly, when I was thinking about it, I haven't seen a defense like play this much as a unit where it took a team team to really win since Eric Mangini was here with a bunch of gray-haired guys like David Bowens and stuff beating the, the Patriots and the Saints. And certainly the, the big let difference just, is obviously Pete, more let me, talent. Let's, let's just hold you back here, Pete. Obviously, Pete Smith and Jeff Lloyd here were going locked on Browns, going through the postgame show. 12-9. Look, Baker Mayfield, to his credit right now, uh, through two games and a half, should be accounted for three wins. So, look, even with the officiating. But, look, there are the positives, and that's a huge positive. But we do got things we got to do here, guys. You know, ever since I've taken over this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. They ask for football advice. They ask for fantasy advice. Mostly they ask for betting advice. I can give you my opinion. I can't give you a winner. I can give you a winner of a website. Who you're going to bet with is just as important as who you're going to bet on. So may I suggest using my bookie? Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online. Their mobile site is simple and easy to use. I would only recommend a service that's been good to my listeners. To my listeners, that's been good to me, guys. Like you know, I, I tell you, I don't bet a lot of games. Actually, uh, I did bet on Cleveland today. So late, waiting for you to come on through my bookie, waiting for that notification. That's why <clears throat> I'm urging you guys to take your bookie, uh, your betting bit needs to my bookie. You win, they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, over/unders on fantasy players, uh, fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie currently slam with business. So if you want to create an account with them, I'm going to tell you to do it after 7 p.m. Eastern. They will give you a free $25 if you wait till 7 p.m. Eastern. <coughs> now, as always been the case with MyBookie.com, when you make your initial deposit, they will match it 100%. So do it after 7 p.m. Eastern. You get the 100% return on your investment, and you also get another $25. So literally playing with house money. New promo code with this one, guys. Locked on, capital L, capital O, 25 <coughs> Visit mybookie.com today. Mybookie, M Y B O O K I E.com. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, Pete, look, like you said, uh, it was an all man effort. Um, Denzel Ward, uh, I put high expectations on him. Look, if you're going to take a cornerback inside the top five, you better get a serious return of your investment. 
And you want to know what? I mean, if I walked up to the guy, I'd literally have to bow and say, look, bro, you shut me the freak up. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a, there's a couple, like, again, it was all hands on deck. Like, you, there are certainly guys who played great, and, and certainly Denzel Ward is one of them. I think Jabril Peppers may have had his best sort of complete game. I think he's been doing this most of the season, but this was sort of the game where you really saw all the things he's doing uh, and all the plays he's able to make. But Emmanuel Ogba had a couple of big plays, even though his foot's not right, and he drew some double teams at the, at the end there. Um, Which is shocking, guys, because everyone wants to tell me and Pete how Emmanuel Ogba can't play, but there he is drawing double teams, performing, and he's still not 100%. Jamie Collins probably had his best game of the season, and, and he look, his, the criticism with him is warranted, but he also stepped up and made a couple of big plays. Um, Schobert obviously punched one out. Trevon Coley gets on the ball. Miles Garrett gets a sack. He gets held almost every single play. He's never called for it. The one offsides play call was bad. EJ Gaines stepped up and played like a man. You know, he he probably he may have played better than that, than Terrence Mitchell did when Terrence Mitchell was playing well. EJ Gaines was lights out today. Yeah, and and he you know he is a lot like Terrence Mitchell in the fact that, you know he's just a hard nosed guy who's going to give you everything he has. And unfortunately for Gaines, that's been the problem is he literally doesn't leave anything on the field, and that's what tends to get him injured. And he's missed so much time, but when he's healthy, fans love like Buffalo. What, Buffalo fans weren't sitting there going, "Man, we want to get rid of this guy." They're going, "Man, he's great." It's just he's you know not on the field enough. So you just look at this and you go, "Man, they made plays." Like it, really, if you ask me, where the Browns won this game, it was the end of the first half, inside two minutes. Baker Mayfield and company dro- drive down the field. He, he makes that incredible throw while getting drilled. Uh, to, to Richard Higgins after making a couple throws to Njoku, and they drive down the field. They don't convert the extra point. And then the defense turns around and not only doesn't give up a touchdown, uh, they they block the field goal. They closed out of half. And if they don't do that, obviously I don't think the Browns are in position to win this game like they were, but they really set a tone with that where they closed out of half and got the ball after the fact. Uh, and and sort of really dictated. I, I I think that may have been when the Ravens sort of figured out. Oh man, this is this is a real football game. But just the way this defense is sort of coming together as a unit, where everybody's sort of ready to step up and make a play. It's not just Miles come save us. It's all hands on deck. Everybody can get up there and make a play. Everybody's sort of doing what they are, and the Browns are trusting each other more, and it's making the overall defense better. Certainly, there were calls that at at inopportune times the Ravens made that tremendous screen call on third down and 13 when when the Browns obviously had a heavy blitz coming and I I, that seemed like again that seemed like it was going to be the backbreaker and those players stepped up and won it and that's you know that's where this team is really making progress where they're you know this defense in this game had so many opportunities where you would have thought about previous teams and said, oh, this is where they lose, and they refused. They stepped up, and they made it happen. Yeah, and this is what you're getting with the talent. And I mean, and this is what comes with a guy like Denzel Ward, who you know pl- comes from Ohio State, and he's not accustomed to losing very many ballgames a year. You know, they're, you know, when a game is on the line, you've got to have faith that there's enough talent around you that somebody's going to step up and do their job. It's tremendous effort from them. Uh, my score prediction was 30-22 to 22 to hold this team that just basically handed the Pittsburgh Steelers their lunch last Sunday night on prime time to under 
10 points is just an absolute incredible effort on these part. Uh, you know, and it's, it, you know, and I hate to use contagious, you know, it's the word that's just coming to my mind, but this stuff is. And now look at this, guys. Within the division, the Cleveland Browns hold a record of 1-0-1. It's, it's crazy to think. Look, it's not all fixed, and it was certainly not all going to be fixed, but you needed to start it with the guys who were actually, you know, playing. And, and they've done that. So look, what, there's still a lot of work to be done here. Obviously, the defense, you got to really, really enjoy what's here. There's a lot of depth to it, a lot of teeth to it. It goes deeper, holds on offense. But with the defense today, and you Miles Garrett, and, and it's a sin. I mean, they don't even, it, it, the disrespect he gets, I, 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 I'm actually going to have to wait and see the first time they do call a holding penalty on him because he might end up with a broken neck it, it, just for him to get a flag because he does not get the respect that an elite pass rusher in the NFL should get. Yeah, and, and the one-off sides call was atrocious. All he yep. did was basically get lower and then fired off. He didn't, he didn't move. He didn't move forward. He did not move forward. Yeah, he moved down and sort of got like that. a track stance. Absolutely, yeah. and then hits. fired off the ball perfectly and and got off. Meanwhile, it, linemen for the Ravens on multiple occasions were moving early and not getting called. Um, and again, I don't like dwelling on the officiating, but the NFL has a problem. They need to address it. They've got to figure this thing out because we're getting to a point where. And you know what? Just, don't send the email this week. Just freaking save it. Nobody wants your apology emails five days later. I, I absolutely. I mean, and, and this is the one time where you know you can you can say it, even if you're Hugh Jackson, uh, you can say take your email and stick it. We won the game. You know, we beat you. We beat hell. He could sit, get up there and say we beat you. We beat the officials. Hey, they beat me. They beat me because I <laughs> suck too. Even at the end of the game, why you know why were they running clock to get a 37 yard field goal when they could have called timeouts and and sort of moved it closer or done that and the ball. The, the kick could not have made it 37 and a half yards from the look of no it. Way. It went literally as far as it could go and just just an absolute mess. So, I mean, even then, you're sitting here going, why make this more difficult, especially when the Browns are actually, you know, it's not like they were struggling to move the ball forward. They were driving on them, and they could have made that a much easier kick. Uh, and, and if you miss that, you know, if that's blocked or whatever, which everybody seemed, initially at least thought that's what happened, you know, you've got no one to blame but yourself as you take two timeouts from overtime and one timeout from the end of regulation into the locker room and, and you're sitting there wondering what happened. And, and this is the frustration here is, is is we have reached the point where the coaching staff is holding back this team. And that's not a good place to be. Um, and again, that's why you heap all the praise you can on the players because the players are actually going out there and doing it, which is what makes you excited for the future in the fact that they have so many flaws. They have so many areas where they can keep getting better, but you can still see where this is a special group to sort of watch. And, and again, for all the, the, all the officiating horrors, all the coaching disasters and blunders, this team is fun. And you couldn't say that last year. You could say players were fun. You could say Miles Garrett was fun. You could say Emmanuel Ogbo was fun for the three and a half games those two were together. The Browns are fun, and that's you know that's a good feeling. Even if you know, win, lose, or draw, even if they came out of this one, two, and two, they are fun. They are a team where people who don't care about the Browns are tuning in to watch the Browns because they are a fun team and they want to sort of see what happens. Part of, part of it's sort of that car wreck mentality where you want to watch through your eyes. Uh, you don't really want to, you know, you don't want to see it, but you sort of want to see what happens. They are just a lot of fun, and that's, you know, 
no one wants to no one sit sitting here is saying as much as one of thirty one appears to have worked out for the Browns that it was fun going one thirty one and thirty one or that the Browns should have had to go one of thirty one to get to this point. But they're through it and now they're just a fun team to watch and, and all that suffering appears to be something where now again, Baker Mayfield and I, I I'm blatantly taking this from Tony Kornheiser. I, you know, call it stealing, I call it an homage the era of unbridled enthusiasm with Baker Mayfield. And it it's just fun. And every week now you get to think about win, lose, or draw. Where can this team go? What are the possibilities? And to me, it's nothing but good stuff and four years of window to see if you can't make this go, not to, not to the playoffs, not a winning record, but you're talking Super Bowl. Well, this is the type of mentality you drafted in number six. Anything less is unacceptable. And... The will, and I believe he ended up with over, uh, north of 340 today, and, and this is with an offense, and you know, there were how many times, and look, it won't kill anybody to throw the ball on first down. It, it won't kill anybody to throw it on second down. Second and eight sucks. I'd rather, yeah, look, I'd rather second and ten. At least you, had, you, you, were, you were ballsy with it. The second and eight, second and eight, second and eight, it just, it, it, the nausea of them, the nauseation it just creates is disgusting. So, but there, there's stuff to be done, and with Baker... It's just you can't heap enough praise at this point. And look, they you know Pete, you know kudos to you. He was your guy, uh, Jake Burns. He was you got you guys were dead on because I, I think a lot of people maybe had the well. He's got to be exactly perfect, and he's got to he can't have any questions whatsoever, which would eliminate every quarterback that ever lived. But he's just taken to this like a fish to water. The stadium, absolutely insane. Uh, Jake Burns was there. Stephen Thomas was there today. I'm getting messages from these guys. Just, I mean, literally just taken back. Now, Stephen goes once a year. So, for him to take it all in, just to see the way it is, just so much different now. And, yes, the unbridled enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, I saw people, oh, man, literally, I saw tweets. I wish they would switch this game over to the Browns. When the hell in anyone's life did anybody say, oh, please, could you put the Browns game on? But I'm seeing this on Twitter today. People want to see shit. The Browns are in it. They might have a chance. And everybody, and if you notice nationally, and maybe this is because of hard knocks. Maybe this is because they got to see Baker on all the, you know, every uh, preseason game was, na- uh, you know, nationally televised. Everybody, not just Cleveland, everybody in the entire country is buying in. You got him, Heyman, Christian Yelich, Bryce Harper walking around with his jersey on. Everybody is geeked about the Cleveland Browns. And it's crazy, Pete. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean... And I, and I think we, you know, we as a sort of uh, henpecked and, and, and sort of snake-bitten franchise have to recalibrate how we sort of watch the Browns. And and we've done this. We did this with the Jets game. We obviously did this with the Raiders game. And we did it with this game where certain things happen and we expect to lose. We expect to lose. And Baker Mayfield, again, we talk about that room for error. The, what he brings he brings you a chance. It doesn't matter. It, you know, the, how many times in the defense in this case certainly did that too. They showed you you cannot count this team out, and you cannot just assume they're going to lose. You got to get we're, we've got to get past that mode where so many franchises that have quarterbacks like Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots, or now Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs and all these other teams with these great quarterbacks. You always are in it. You are always in the football game, and and the you know this is not just the Hugh Jackson era. This is this is years and years of this. 
you are now in a position where you can get past that. And, you, and, and, and it's an adjustment for everybody to, to now be at a point where you can say – the call we we don't the Browns didn't lose the game because they got screwed by the officials. The Browns didn't lose the game because of a coaching decision. The Browns did, aren't out of this game because a, a, another team makes a play. They always have a chance, and and today they showed you and they paid it off. The second time in, in a couple weeks, where now you're excited and, and and you're looking forward to this, and everybody's excited. And and I, I agree. Shout out to Stephen Thomas who got to go go to this game, and gets to enjoy this. And I'm I'm sure he's having a great time. You know may still be in the stadium as we speak or maybe maybe in a nearby establishment enjoying some beverages in any case but this is this is what you want this is why you you know you got this guy this is exactly the feeling should tell you you have a franchise quarterback the the feeling that you always are in the game even with the drops even with the penalties even with the miscues even with everything you always have a shot and that's what baker mayfield gives this team and that's what this defense is providing this team and look and it's not just baker mayfield you have the elite pass rusher. You have what looks like cornerback one. You know, you have some parts, you know, have some parts in your offensive skill room that are significant, significant pieces. You have a deep defense, like you said, Pete, that not just play together, but believe in each other. And there's a big difference to play together and there's believing with each other. And this is what happens. This is how you get to two, two and one through five. And it's, look, they should feel fantastic about themselves. They're winning in spite of everything, and like me and Pete and I said, everything. Look, guys, we all love a night out. Whether it's going to see your favorite band in person or being there in a crowd to cheer on your favorite team, with Vivid Seats, you can attend a concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price, or you can look for seats in a certain section or row of your choice to make things even better. Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for any new customers to receive $20 off any order of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, for 20% off orders, $200 or more, uh, as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Guys, if you're going to shows, you're going to games, this is what you're paying anyway, so you might as well take advantage of and get the $20. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer agreement. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, like I said, for $20 off of orders, $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get the get to your favorite live event. All right, Pete, 2-2-1, uh, two, two uh, Charger Week coming. Uh, look, let everybody enjoy this. Uh, they don't have as much time, this one. I mean, we obviously, we don't have the 10-day turnaround, but... Uh, it's good, and uh, Pete, look, it's fun writing things about winning, right? I know for me, it's fun covering about positivity and actually pulling out some goddamn W's at the end of the day. Yeah, and again, this is this is what you were hoping. All this losing, as much guys, as you if you hated don't understand, it, this is Pete happy. I don't know if it gets much more, but this is Pete happy. Oh, you, it, I definitely know negative Pete. This is happy Pete. It, it will be. It, there, believe me, it, it'll get better when we actually have a coaching staff. I believe in, but. Uh, no, I mean this is this is one in thirty-one sucked. This is what you did it for. As much as you shouldn't have had to, this is what all that was for. You got, you know, a franchise pass rush. You got a bunch of talented players on that defense. You got what you, you know, should be a fantastic quarterback for the next however many years. This is what all that losing was for. 
So, yeah, enjoy the hell out of it. This is what you want. Now, again, there are certainly questions. If the Browns go out and lose to the Chargers next week, you know, everybody will probably, you know, go back the other way and go, oh, man, this team's terrible, blah, blah, blah. This is the nature of the the NFL and the week-to-week league uh, that that everything changes depending on what happened on Sunday. And, and, And this Sunday, you know, Everything that could go wrong appears to have gone wrong, and yet they won. Exactly. And normally when everything went wrong that could go wrong, it was a 30-point loss, and everybody was looking for something to do by 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, guys, Pete Smith, I always enjoy having him here on the post-game show. So appreciative of his time. Read all the work that he does over at NFL Spin Zone. Follow him at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, I do want to give some credit. Uh, we always do the crossover editions of the Locked On Ravens. I mean, Locked On uh, Browns podcast this week with Locked On Ravens. Matthew Stevens, host of the Locked On Ravens podcast, said, this is the week the Ravens are going to lay an egg. And Matthew Stevens, my man, I couldn't be happier that you were right. So guys, uh, my buddy Matthew Stevens, at Matthew S underscore NFL, host of Locked On Ravens Network. Give him a follow because he predicted this one. So kudos to you, Matthew Guys, follow the show at Lockdown Browns on the Twitter account. We always keep it follow back. It's the best way just to communicate with everybody. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. I appreciate everything, guys. Recommend it to your friends. Uh, please, iTunes ratings and reviews. Those always help the show. So, uh, you know, appreciate you guys doing that for me. Uh, guys, two wins out of the last three. I got a win in September. I got a win in October. Can I get one a month here for this season cover in this show? It'd be fantastic. But uh, until we start breaking down the film with Jake and uh, we'll do the PFF stuff, obviously with John Costco, until we talk that, guys, LGB, uh, let's go Browns, LGB on the LOB.